Let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for everyone here today. It's not a coincidence they're here. It's a God instance. If anyone is in this sanctuary, Lord, that doesn't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, more important than anything, we pray they would leave with that knowledge and that new life. Pray if anyone came in sick in their body, they'd leave with a word for healing or instant healing right now. Financial difficulty or struggle, maybe not knowing how they're going to pay their bills. Father, a natural, uh, a suddenly, a suddenly in the natural to take care of that, we pray in Jesus' name. If anyone came in depressed, lonely, ready to give up, maybe thinking they'll never find the person they're going to marry, maybe feeling like the career or the ministry they knew they were supposed to start, that it was too late. We pray that that thought will be changed in an instant and they would understand that all things are possible to him who believes. Father, speak through me. Speak to your people, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to turn to 2 Samuel chapter 2. I'm not going to preach long. We've had half church already. The other half of church that we're going to have is going to be in a releasing of something into you. The same that we had last night. It's like we went up to the mountain <laughs> and got something. And we want to bring it back to our people. I want to tell you something. We're in 2 Samuel chapter 2. <laughs> in verse chapter 5. 2 Samuel chapter 5 verse 17. I want you to understand something. Last night some kings were made. It was like checkers. You ever play checkers? You get your piece to the other side and you go, king me. Last night every man in that room got kinged. They all won. They all got to the other side. They were all kinged. And that doesn't mean that you're not either. You know, when you got saved, you became a king. Jesus is the king of kings. But whether you just got saved, whether you just got cleaned up, whether you're ready to launch into ministry, whatever it is that you're about to do, know this. And I told everybody last night that, you know, we confessed our sin. We received power to walk this new life. You, you see the freedom in the worship? I remember last night, before it was over, I, I was screaming. I said, listen, if I'm the only person up here, if I'm the only man up here jumping around, praising the Lord with abandon, I'm going to grab somebody. And then I saw Deacon Courtney and a couple of the other guys grabbing some guy. Get up here. Because if we worship like that, everybody's going to follow. Hey, wives, if your husband says, let's pray, what are you going to do? Hey, wives, if your husband says, let's have a family devotion, what are you going to do? Too many times we're the ones waiting for them to say it. Not anymore, ladies. When I do that, I, I love you ladies. But you're not supposed to be running this church. Mighty men of God are supposed to be running this church. And when we lead, our wives will follow and the people will follow. 
So what happened this weekend is extremely important in the life of this church. No coincidence, 15 years. But listen to me. The enemy knows what happened last night too. Look what happened. Now here's David. This is his third anointing. His first anointing was like 13 or 14 years ago. when The oil was poured on his head. Remember all his brothers looked like they should be king? But Samuel came over and poured the oil on the one nobody thought it was going to be. Man, we had so many powerful words this weekend, but one of them was uh, Pastor Kevin. It was, said, uh, God's looking to use common people, common men. He said, it's not all about being a pastor or a deacon or being an elder. That all can be poured on your head. Poured on all of your heads. So here we have David. Then he got the second anointing, which was just for Judah, just for half the kingdom. And then his third anointing, which is always the completeness, right? Three sands for completeness. He got anointed as king over all of Israel. And it says that the enemy heard about it. Listen, let me tell you something. The enemy's not worried about people that don't know they're a king. But we got his attention last night. You know, we had one of the uh, confessions or one of the releases that we were going to have. I'm just going to say it. It was about lust. It's one, of the one, it's one of the snares for men. It is. Ladies, you won't totally understand it, but we do. It's a big snare for men. And we released it. Because many are held by it. But I'll tell you this. A pretty girl is going to walk by, guys. The enemy is going to say, really? You released that, huh? Let's see what you do with this. See, when the enemy hears, it says here, that he went, the Philistines went up to look for David. But look at this. David heard. So I'm telling you now, do you hear this? When you start to walk in who you're supposed to be, the enemy knows it. But we're not blind to the fact that he knows it, and we should expect a probe. See what he did? It says that he raided. He, he, he made a raid. He didn't try to take David totally down. He, he wants to, but he just like a probe. You ever feel like you got probed by the enemy? <laughs> Any of you been to the hospital lately? You know, you have symptoms like with your heart or something. They start probing you. Anybody here have been probed? The enemy will come and probe you. See what, is it really true? Did you really mean it? Did you really give up lust? Did you really give up unforgiveness? Did you really give up anger? Did you really give up regret? He'll come and test you. Came and tested David. But David knew. Says he went to the stronghold. You know he went? He went to the cave of Abdullah, right? Why? Because that's the place where he would strengthen himself. It says the Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. That word Rephaim means the giants. Let me ask you a question. Think David's ever faced giants before? Some of the things that we've defeated will show their ugly face again. How many of you know what I'm talking about? 
How many of you know that, that you struggle with insecurity? Come on, be honest now. Listen, honesty is what brings real healing. I saw close to 40 honest men last night. Whoa! <laughs> That's what brings healing, being honest. Amen. Being honest. Maybe you face insecurity. Then you get a word from God. You released insecurity at the altar today, and you said, nope, no more. I know I'm a son. I know I can run my race. The time is now. I can do this with God. First thing, our thoughts of insecurity are going to come right back to you. He's going to come right back with whatever it is you struggled with before. He's going to probe you again. He's going to try you again. So the enemy comes, deploys himself in the valley of the giants. Oh, you knocked down Goliath. How about, how about the land of the giants? How many of you remember that show? Dang, you're old. <laughs> Think about that show. They had the worst special effects ever. <laughs> it was so bad. But he'll come back. Listen, we can't come back to the old way of living. Can't do it. Can't fall into the same things over and over. What is that called? Insanity. Either we're going to be changed or we're not going to be changed. Either we're going to recognize the test or not. But here's what happens. Here's where we make the mistake. We spent the weekend with the Lord. <laughs> Holy Spirit, you are welcome. It was all about his presence. The joy built up through the whole weekend. Till last night, you couldn't keep the men in their seats. I saw guys that usually worship like this. Does anybody, does anybody see the hand? <laughs> to, Free. Fullness of joy. Worshiping with all they had. The presence of God in their life. And then we turn and we're tested and we forget where we were and where we got that power from. Isaiah 51, verse 12. This is what happened to Israel. They ended up in captivity because they forgot God. Let me tell you something. How many of you are facing something right now? How many of you are facing a giant? Come on. Be honest. How many? Raise that hand. All right. Look around you. There's a bunch of people. Who comforts you? I, even I, the Lord says, and the one who comforts you. Who are you that you should be afraid? Who are you that you should be afraid? If you're my son and you're my daughter, there's no reason to fear. He's saying, what's the matter with you? He's almost saying, who do you think you are being afraid? Of a man who will die? You afraid of your boss? Afraid of the tax man? Afraid of the judge? Afraid of the lawyer? Afraid of your friend? Afraid of your wife? <laughs> Men are like grass. Here today, gone tomorrow. And you forget the Lord 
your maker, who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth. He stretched out the heavens, and in the Bible it says he'll roll it up like a map. And you're worried about a person? Who the heck do you think you are? I said, heck, yeah. <laughs> Who do you think you are to be afraid? The nerve of you to be afraid of a man. Did you forget who made everything? You have fear continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor. Many people live in fear day in and day out. Come on, come on, be honest. Who is it? Raise your hand. You live in fear. Your life is a life of fear. You know what God says? Where is the fury? Where is it? I want to see it. Show it to me. Because there's nothing greater than him. Hey, Dad. Which leads to me, we need a chair up here. Man, when I'm telling you, what a weekend we had. And I, listen, I'm not telling you this like, oh, you missed it. But you did. Um, <laughs> hey, Pastor John said it was now. It wasn't next week, Okay. Eddie Funes is, is, is a mighty man of God, and, you know, many times when the Holy Spirit is moving, he'll have a word. So last night, he had a word. He said, Pastor, I got a word. And, you know, you know what's great about being in a men's retreat? You know when somebody says, I got a word, it's safe. <laughs> and I know when he's got a word, it's safe. But it was more the kind of situation where you can allow that and really let God move was no constraints so he comes up and he starts talking <laughs> and he says he says Todd come sit in the chair <laughs> I'm gonna do this for Eddie just for time constraint but if you want him to share the whole with him you're gonna have to get his tape but uh <laughs> and his book because it's coming and, and I want to go back to 2 Samuel chapter 5, the next slide. And I want to show you the difference of how to deal with stuff in the right way. In the right way. You see, Israel forgot God. Israel forgot the Lord, their maker. And, and, and more than anything, guys, I don't want you to forget what happened this weekend. I don't want you to forget. I don't want you to go back. And people hear that you laid your hands on the altar. You released some things. Please don't forget what you released. Or actually forget what you released. <laughs> but remember what you're going to get later today. What's going to be released into you now. Listen, if you don't let go of that stuff, you'll never be who you're supposed to be. So many people are stuck. Can we get real real? How many of you here are stuck? Come on, raise your hand high. How many of you are stuck in a place? 
You're not where you're supposed to be. But I'm here to tell you, when you get unstuck with God, you get right to where you're supposed to be. You don't have to spend a lifetime getting there. You end up right there. Because he wanted you there the whole time. He's just waiting for you to release it and get to where you need to be. I don't want you to forget who it is. So Eddie said, this is how King Saul went to God. This is how people go to God. Give me a microphone. Hold on. Hold on, Eddie. Hold on, Eddie. How is it you made me a king? Look how many countries I have conquered to you. What is it that you're always in the middle? If you made me a king, let me be a king of Israel. Why always I have to come to you? Why? If you made me, why you don't give me the power? Why? I never had to pay the mortgage. I, I'm always late. I'm always late to, to pay my bills. I'm always late. What is if I'm your son? Why you don't give me the money? Why you don't give me the, 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 the people who has the money to be able to me to pay the bills? Why is always that you are in the middle? Why? 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 Now you, you see, what Eddie's saying is that King Saul just complained. And that people just complain. They go to God, they blame him. They look at him as a guy in a chair, making decisions, maybe against them. What Eddie was saying is that people go to God and blame him because they don't really go to the Lord their maker. Look at David now. It says that David, after this happened, after he got raided, after he faced the giants, look what David does. He inquires of the Lord. <laughs> Go ahead, Eddie. Father, what is it that King Saul is always behind me? Why? Why is it that he is always trying to overcome me? If you anointed me as a king, why is it that he is always, your anointed man is always behind me? Why? And when he, when he felt that, that the father was losing up because he was complaining, then he went like this. And, and the father didn't see David no more. He saw himself. Can you guys stay there for one sec? Just go, you don't have to go back on his lap yet, but I just. <laughs> David, David is called the man after God's own heart. Is that powerful though? Is that extremely powerful? See, David was a man after God's own heart. David was a man of worship. David was a man of repentance. Remember when he messed up? He came up and he touched the altar like we did today. And when David was facing this giant, he went to God and he said, should I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them to me? And the Lord said to David, go up because doubtless. Everybody say that word with me. Doubtless. No, everybody shout that with me. Doubtless. 
Whatever you're going through, is God going to deliver you from it? Yes. Doubtless. Doubtless. Can you be unstuck today? Doubtless. I will deliver them into your hands. So David went to Balparatium, and David defeated him there, and he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, he called the name of that place Balparatium, which means Lord of the Breakthrough. See, whatever is your face in God will break through for you. But can you just hug him the same way you hugged before? And when you turn to him, I want you to see something. Todd, look straight ahead. While you're hugging God, God's watching for what's coming. He's watching for what's coming. He sees it before you do. He sees the trouble before you see it. So when the trouble comes, you just jump into his, let's just jump into his arms. <laughs> like Eddie said, like Eddie said, he's always looking. He's always looking up. Now I want everybody in the church to come jump in Todd's arms. And <laughs> you guys can go right now. <laughs> Give me a hand. Like I said, I'm not going to preach long because it's so amazing. I said something uh, after the first service that was going to happen here later on, and some of the people came back. I said, come back, because something's going to be released in here today. And uh, Deacon Courtney came up to me and said, we were in total, he, he got it from the Holy Spirit, the same thing. Listen, you know when God is speaking. You know when God is moving. What happened to us up there is something that was spoken by each one of our speakers. Deacon Courtney, Pastor Kev, Pastor John, that we need to pass this on. That we, we can't hold this for ourselves. This is something that we need. Listen, here's what we did last night. The Lord instructed me to do it at the end. We, we had every guy that was new to our retreat come up. And uh, first thing Pastor Kev says, there's 12. <laughs> I was like, do, 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 do. Oh, baby. So you know I'm a numbers guy. Each one of us, I said, listen, we are going to release the DNA of Grace Church into every new guy that comes out. Because we have a certain DNA here. It's called God's grace. It's called God's forgiveness. It's called God's favor. If you stay here long enough, it'll be on you. But here's what we're going to do. I'm trying to figure out how we're going to do it now. But I need every man who was at the retreat last night up here right now. Facing out, facing out, facing out. God released something into us. 
we want to release into you if you want it. It's an anointing to break through. How many of you said you need a breakthrough? <laughs> Are you ready to come up here and be prayed for? <laughs> By mighty men of God. Men that are in agreement. Let me tell you something. And you know I love you ladies. There's nothing more powerful than men and being in agreement with the anointing. The early church was 12 guys. Changed the world. These are world changers you're looking at right here. Right here. I said these are world changers that you're looking at right here. Wake up! If you would like to be prayed for by these world changers, I need you to come up right now for a breakthrough in your life. Come on. We'll pray for you. Come on. Hallelujah. Worship team, you're more than welcome to come up and play some light music, please. breakthrough you need to be up here because we're going to release a breakthrough anointing into your life right now I'm, I'm not talking about some little wimpy thing no I'm talking about breakthrough power that can break through anything there's nothing that it can't break Some of you, your marriage needs a breakthrough. Some of you, there's a relationship you need a breakthrough. There's a financial thing you need a breakthrough. There's a sickness that needs a breakthrough. There's a depression that needs a breakthrough. There's unforgiveness that needs a breakthrough. There's a getting over yourself that needs a breakthrough. We are going to pray. These men are going to spread out for a second and lay hands on every single one of you. Starting over there, down to here. I'm going to lay hands on every single one of you. Hallelujah. Going to release. I need some more men down here. There's some people unaccounted for here. We are going to release breakthrough anointing into your life. Breakthrough anointing in your life. You guys can sing something light or whatever you want to do, Pastor Kevin. Whatever you want to do. Are we going to start praying for breakthrough right now? There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. Just release that right now. Release it into everyone here. Breakthrough anointing. Come on now, pray. Pray for that breakthrough right now. Pray. Pray for that breakthrough right now. Oh, yeah. I see guys praying that never prayed before. I see guys praying that never prayed before. Right now. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You're going to see the power of God move today. Because this is no joke. This is no joke, people. This is power that we prayed on. Prayed up. Worshiped up. Taught up. <laughs> 
This is earth-shaking, mountain-breaking, river-dividing, ocean-moving power right now. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised at what God does right now. We break every curse. We break every sickness and disease. We break poverty. We break lack. We break brokenness in the name of Jesus. We break sickness and disease. Right now in the name of Jesus. Get prayed for. Get prayed for. Get prayed for.